Dave Wagner. Kind of has a ring to it, oh, doesn't it? It's awesome. <laughs> That's Dave Wagner, in case you didn't know. Hey there. How are you? How are you doing? You know, this is a this is a, a show about bells, buzzers, and behind the scenes of yeah. Price is Right, other game shows, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So anything you want to talk about, really. I've voiced some nine different game shows in my lifetime. Wow. So, any any game shows you want to talk about, any game shows viewers want to talk mm. about, um, they can leave comments for us on our. We have a dedicated "Come On Down" Facebook page mm -hmm. at uh, Facebook slash Come On Down Podcast. So you can leave comments there and stuff. But uh, where do you want to where do you want to start? You know, in the beginning, God created, God created the, <laughs> I was say that. the heavens and the earth. <laughs> then a little while later. You know, he created The Price is Right, or he somebody did. did. Somebody I think did. Bob Barker and The Price is Right might have been first. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere along the way, along came Rich Fields. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's go back to the beginning, because this, okay. is, this is kind of surreal, how you began in this. For me, too. I bet it was. So, so take me back. Um, I mean, it really goes back to when you were a little kid. It really does, Dave. My mom used to have, I say used to, she had it for many, many years, mm -hmm. but since I moved back home, here to the Tampa Bay area, right. we've gone to look for the tape. She used to have videotape of me, nine, ten years old, standing in front of our TV set in Avon, Ohio, west of Cleveland, yeah. with a TV on and her black hairbrush like a microphone <laughs> saying, come on down, <laughs> a new car. Swear to God, I wanted, wow. I wanted to work there my whole life. So everything I did, schooling, college, jobs, it was all a step in my mind to get to California, to get seen, and to get on the prices right to work with Bob Barker. That is unbelievable. So, a little kid with a hairbrush saying, come, come on down. Where did you end up going to school, and, and how did you get, you, you went the radio route? I, I did. Um, you know, I went to uh, the University of Florida mm -hmm. in Gainesville, yeah. and I figured, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get into broadcasting. Sure. So I did. I, I actually I did my very first weathercast ever up there at WUFT. And wow. as a freshman, I mean, what, uh -huh. 18 years old, 19 years old? Sure. But um, I, I just didn't get the entertainment uh, feel. It was news. You right. know what I mean? For sure. And I thought, gosh. And, and, and then an opening came in radio. And I thought, oh, well, here you get your own show. You get to learn how to speak extemporaneously, you know. Yeah. And so I got into radio. And then the jobs in radio started falling and i just made sure that each market was a little bit closer to los angeles were you thinking during this time when you were on the radio because we both have background in radio yeah, 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 yeah. when you were thinking when you were on the radio all the time is uh, i want i want to get out there and do the yeah. prices right you yes. were still thinking that. yes i'm going to get on a los angeles radio station i'm going to be close to auditions you know hollywood mm -hmm. to, to go on auditions or to, to somehow worm my way in and and get a job and, and I spent a long time in radio out there and not getting it not not having it happen but then I found out that Pat Sajak was mm -hmm. a Los Angeles weatherman mm -hmm. uh, David Letterman was a was a weatherman right uh, Diane Sawyer I believe was a mm -hmm. was a weather woman and I, I thought you know what I, I got a retool. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to school, which I did. I went to Mississippi State mm -hmm. University, studied meteorology. I said, now I'm gonna get on TV out in California. So you know, it's it's crazy to think, but that was the plan. This is so calculating <laughs> on your part. You could have ended up being a serial killer. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but somehow you you so you you thought. I mean. I can't believe you had the foresight. I mean, and how old were you at the time when you were went back? You know, so you were in radio for how many years? Oh, probably a decade. 
Wow, okay. Yep. I worked at CBS FM on Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. You know, it was a, a different uh, machinations of different stations in 10 years. You know how radio is different right. for formats or whatever. And, and I, have, I, I happened to just stay on, you know, every format change. I, my shift got better, you know what sure. I mean? Yeah. And uh, I had an agent and I was, you know, he was sending me out on auditions, but none of them were game show yeah. auditions, anything like that, you know. And uh, I thought, God, I gotta, I gotta get on TV. I need, I need somebody to see me, you know. I need to be able to go into an audition and say, you know, oh, I'm the weatherman over at uh, KCAL nine or yeah. you know KABC or something. And oh, you are. Well, come on in. Let's let's give you an audition. Sort of a calling card. Right. Yeah, yeah. The people see you and and uh, and back up for a second. Rich Fields. Not your real name. I said. <laughs> it is. Rich, is it really? Richard Wayne Fields. No kidding. Yeah, I swear. Wow. <laughs> Wow, you were born with a, with a name for broadcast. <laughs> so I, I go out to California now. I've got my you know meteorology studies behind me, mm -hmm. and uh, there was a brand new startup in Palm Springs, and you, you know the area mm -hmm. out there. It's not really the ADI. It's not the DMA of of Los Angeles. It's just outside of LA. But I told my agent, I said it's close enough because I can drive. It's 90 minutes. I can drive into LA, you know, and. Uh, and, and, and try to get these auditions and work. So I took this job at CBS2 in Palm mm -hmm. Springs. I was a young, young man at the time. Good looking, strikingly <laughs> handsome young man. <laughs> Look at you there. Yeah, and I said, uh, you know, I, 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 this is gonna be it. This is gonna be the way it happens. And, mm -hmm. and one night, uh, we were working late. It was the, just before the 11 o'clock news. Yeah. And a buddy of mine, an anchor out there named Eric Sandoval, he's actually at WESH in, in Orlando mm -hmm. right now. Um, and everybody, by the way, Dave, you're, you and I, our relationship mm -hmm. is new. So you're one of the few that didn't know I wanted to work on The Price is Right. There are people from Clearwater Central Catholic, Clearwater High School, University of Florida, anyone that ever met me knew, knew I wanted to work with Bob Barker on The Price is Right. So here, here we are. Mm -hmm. I'm out in Palm Springs right. working at CBS2. Sure. And Eric Sandoval comes over to my desk at like five minutes to, to 11. And this is still AP Rip and Read. Remember right. those? Well, of course I do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not that you ripped and read it, read it, but. No, sometimes you did, though. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, he came over with this thing off the AP wire and right. he laid it on my desk and he says, What are you going to do? And I looked at it and the dateline said Hollywood. It said, uh, Rod Roddy, the announcer of The Price is Right, has just passed away. Uh. And I looked at Eric, I said, I'm, I'm calling the prices right on Monday. This was a Friday evening. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm calling prices right on Monday. So um, my wife and I sat in the living room and, and we watched the end credits on the prices right. And it said executive producer Bob Barker. And I said, I can't call him. <laughs> That's going to be impossible. Sure. And no, no Google at the time. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. This is pre-internet. Pre and um, the next one came up, said uh, producer Roger Dobkowitz. And so I called Television City. Where they take the prices. You right. mean Television City in Hollywood? Yeah, in Hollywood. <laughs> Live from CBS. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I called Television City, their main operator, and I said, no, "Prices right, please, Roger Dobkowitz." And she said, "Oh, that's a whole other. That's Fremantle Media. Oh, uh, they do have a trailer on the lot. Let me give you that number." So she gives me the phone number, and um, you know, I call up, and I said, uh, "They were like, hi, Prices Right." I said, uh, "Roger Dobkowitz, please." And the girl's like, "Hang on a second, you know." One ringy-dingy, two ringy-dingy. Hi, it's Roger. They put him on the phone. <laughs> he picked up his own phone. That's unbelievable. He, I, I was shocked. I, I, was, I even said that. I was like, well, I'm shocked you answered your own phone. He was, well, you know, we're, we're just a small little band of, you know, Indians wow. here.
I said, you know, Roger, you don't, my name's Rich Fields. You don't know me from a hole in the wall. But I used to do a Mark Goodson, here I am dropping names. I used to do a Mark Goodson game show in the state of Florida. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the Florida Lottery's Flamingo Fortune game show by any chance? You bet. That was my first announcer job in a, in a TV game show, and it was produced by Mark Goodson Productions wow. at the time. And I said, you know, I used to do this show in Florida. I understand Rod Roddy's passed away. I don't want to be a vulture, but I know how production goes. I'm sure you're, you're going to need somebody. And he says, you got that right. You know, because Studio Time's already rented. I mean, right. everything's paid for. You got to keep, you got to keep production going. And I said, well, how can I get in front of you and Mr. Barker? And he said, well, you know, why don't you send me a tape of what you sound like? And I said, like my radio stuff or, or game show stuff? And he said, a little of both. So, and I said, did I say tape? Cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they were now CDs we were sending out. Instead oh, wow. of cassette tapes, we were burning stuff You were high-tech, yeah. High-tech. Mm -hmm. So I sent them the CD of, of some stuff, including Flamingo Fortune, and a good 10 days went by, and I didn't hear a thing, and my wife was like, geez, are you going to call them back? And I'm trying to wait them out, you know, right. I'm trying to play cool. Right. I, don't, I didn't want to be a vulture, you know what I mean? Sure. And I figured, well, he's got it, you know, and... And right about, a couple of days later, right about when, when I was going to call him, uh, Roger called back and he said, hey, we got your CD. Um, I listened to it. We've got a bunch of others, too, because every agent in town yeah. now is sending yeah. prices Right, you know, announcer material. And uh, he says, we want to take it to the next level. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, I'm going to send you a script from the show. And uh, it, where all Rod Roddy's parts are, I want you to recut those and send it back to me. So I did. You know, here I am working at CBS2 in Palm Springs. It was easy to go into production room. And what kind of lines were they? Uh, they were they were like product reads and, and, and mid-break stuff. Mid-break is uh, 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 for tickets, you know, right, the price is right. CBS Television City, 6121, right. you know. So it was that kind of stuff. There was a couple of product description things, you know. I believe a new car was in there. It's a, you know, 2004, this is, by the way. It's a 2004 Camry, blah, 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 you know. So I send this over to him. And again, too many days go by for me to wait. I don't know about you, but... Oh, sure. You, you begin to... You real, at that point, you're like, I'm not getting this gig. <laughs> and he's already told me there's other people and other agents calling him. And you, you assume that, I mean, there are probably people who, you know, just like you, had dreamed of this big market... TV or, or radio folks who are interested in this? Lots of guys. The Real Don Steele, Charlie Tuna, I mean, wow. really big names yeah. that were announcers on other shows, Wheel of Fortune and stuff like that. Johnny, um, Johnny Gilbert oh, uh, was yeah. a, I mean, just. But were they as strikingly handsome? As you? <laughs> God bless you. I'd kiss you right now if I was allowed to, but I think there's an HR thing. You can't involved. do that. Yeah. Remind me about that sometime. That was one of the first things I said to Mr. Barker uh -huh. when I got the job about about a kiss. That's a, that's a whole I, I, other podcast. I will remind you. Yeah, I'm and, sure that, uh, that's maybe two or three episodes. <laughs> so, so a few days go by again, t t 10 days, almost two weeks. And, and again, uh, God bless my wife, Christine. She was like, y you got a call. Yeah. You've got a call. And I said, okay, you know, I'm going to get home from work uh, at lunch and I'm, I'm going to call Roger over there. And he calls that day. Again, it's like ESP. And he says, hi, Rich, Roger. I said, hey, Roger. Hey. And he goes, well, I, I just want you to know that Mr. Barker and I uh, listened to your CD. And, um, and I, th oh, geez. Yeah, this is it. This yeah, he's going to let you down easy. And um, we'd like <laughs> to take it to the next level. And I said, what's that? 
And Roger said, well, we'd like you to come in and do an audition with Mr. Barker. Wow. Oh, I about passed out. You know what? Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. nice way of saying it. And, and, uh, and I said, okay. And he was like, when can you come? I know you're working over at CBS2 in Palm Springs. When can you come? And I said, look, Roger, you tell me and I'll be there. Mm -hmm. he said, and uh, this was like a Thursday. And uh, he said, how about Monday? And I said, okay. And he said, um, well, don't you need to tell the people at CBS2 about it? I said, Roger, I'll take, believe me, whatever happens with CBS2, I'll be at The Price is Right on Monday. You know what I mean? So I didn't really know how to handle it at the time. The station was putting up billboards, you know, Rich was right, you know, CBS2 weather, all this stuff. They had a real campaign. Sure. I mean, they're really starting to spend some money. And I, I kind of felt bad because they had just launched this huge campaign. And so I took some PTO, some paid time off. And um, I, I went to Holly. Oh, and Roger says to me on the phone, he says, oh, make sure you bring a, a few changes of clothes, you know. Hmm. And I said, oh? He said, well, yeah. And I was like, why? Oh, he said... God. Well, you're going to do a week's worth of shows. I said, on the air? He said, yeah. You hadn't told your station about No. <laughs> well, I'm still on phone with Roger. I, and he's like, you know, can you be here Monday? And I was like, I'll be there Monday. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we used to shoot two shows a day, three days a week. Mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'd do six shows in a week. We'd have every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Okay. So we would shoot three weeks on, one week off three weeks on, one week off, pretty cakewalk sh yeah. Yeah. shift. Yeah. So he says, you're going to do six shows, so you need six different suits. Did, he, you, did you have them? Yeah, because, you know, okay. TV weather. Sure. Well, yeah. How many suits do you own? I mean, a lot, I mean, a lot. And uh, so I bring all these clothes, and I I go out to Hollywood, and um, just scared out of my wits now. Oh, know? I bet. I mean, you... I can't believe you could kind of hold it together. That must have been nerve-wracking. I'm shocked yeah. that I did. You know what I mean? But You hadn't met Bob Barker up to that point, no, right? Not, no. <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. Only in my dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I went there when I was 18. Did you really? I made my dad take me uh, to the prices right. We couldn't get in because, uh, you know, back in the Bob Barker days, the cattle call lines the, to get in mm -hmm. were enormous. You, you could, you'd wait three days oh, wow. to see a show. And people would. They'd, they'd sleep out on Fairfax Boulevard for days just to get in. And so, uh, so we, get to, we get to CBS Television City. We take this trek out to California. We get to CBS Television City. And my dad, was he was always kind of hook and crook. He, uh, he just had a way of, of doing things and, and, and getting into places. And um, do you know the Grove next door to, sure to yeah. Television City? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're at the Grove, and we, we're watching these people go back into CBS from their lunch breaks. Yeah. And there's these revolving gates you go through. You, you'd, you'd scan your card, and the gate would, and you go through, and he's like, let's go, let's go. And I said, we're going to try to sneak in on these people, you know what I mean? And he's like, let's just go. So the last person in line goes through, and Dad pushes the gate. Obviously, it's locked. Yeah. And there's a little intercom there with a button, and it says, push to hail the guard. There was a guard shack, mm -hmm. maybe 50 yards away right. by the commissary where trucks pull in and out. And so dad pushed the button and um, the guard said yes. And dad said, hey, uh, we can't get in. And the guard was like, hang on a second. Cause all these people just walked through. He was like, <laughs> He didn't lie. He just said you couldn't get in. Right. And uh, so <laughs> here we are now. 
on the lot. Two stalkers on a lot. <laughs> two stalkers on the lot. And thank God, one or two of those people that had just walked in stopped at that guard shack and talked to him. And Dad and I, Dad was like, just, just come on, just follow him. You know, don't, don't stop, just go. And we walked right past those people as the guard was talking. He thought we were employees. You know, he didn't say my card didn't work. He just said, hey, it's, you know, it's not working. Right. And we walked right up the ramp, massive elephant doors of CBS, right past the commissary, right into the first floor. And the price is right. Stage 33 is like right there. And all there's prizes, there's cars, there's games. Oh, my goodness. They were because there was a show that day. Yeah. There were two shows that day. Sure. And uh, you know, I'm you know the reveals where the models would flip up the thing sure. and they'd be like, oh, yeah. it's ten thousand eight hundred. Right. So I'm looking at all the prices and stuff. You know, Dad's opening refrigerators. Yeah, another. Look at all this fake. This is a fake milk bottle. Look, there's nothing in it. You know, we're we're literally. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we hear from down the hall, hey, you know, it, you know. What are you, who are you? And this guy comes up, yeah. and he's a badge-carrying California gaming official. Oh, and you, you've, just, <laughs> you've just looked at things that are supposed to be kept secret. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Since the age of 21, California passed these laws that on sets of game shows, there's, there are these folks. Hmm. And um, so he's like, who are you? We have no lanyards yeah. to say that we're producers or anything. He's like, who are you people? You know, we're like, oh, we're just, dad was like, oh, we're just visiting. I was showing, I wish, I'm showing my son around. He's like, well, who are you? <laughs> you know, most people don't ask. Right. This guy asked, well, who are you? And dad was like, oh, I'm Don Fields. Are, are you involved with the production? No. And he gets on a walkie talkie and he was like, hey, I, I need somebody backstage right now. You know, he's, he was calling yeah. producers of oh. The Price is Right. And so this woman comes back with the clipboard, and she's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, these guys, they're like tourists, and they're back here. They've seen all the products. <laughs> oh they've, they've seen everything here. Right, right. What, what do you, we, 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 we don't have time to change out prizes and change prices. What do we do with it? We need to sequester these two people, he said. And so Kathy... Kathy Greco, she's a longtime producer there, yeah. and folks that are fans of The Price is Right know who she is. She says, oh, gosh, you know, you guys, you're not supposed to be back here, and we really do. We've got, now we can't, we can't, we have to make sure you're not giving people, you know, all these prices and helping them and so on and so forth. And the guy says, well, they're, they're going to have to sit backstage with the producers. You've got to keep an eye on them. And so Kathy says, okay, all right. So she takes us backstage, stage right, producer's table, all this stuff. And it's really busy, and there's really no room for guests. Yeah. And so her and Roger Dobkowitz, the guy I told you that I, yep. that I they originally called, mm -hmm. there's Roger, straightest sure. man in the whole wide oh. world. Uh, a, a lot of time with Roger, just, mm. uh, just, a, just a sweet, sweet man. That's awesome. Um, so Roger... Uh, Kathy says, you know, Roger, there's really no room for them back here. And Roger says, well, put them in the back row and just keep an eye on them back there. You know? <laughs> so the gaming official's kind of out of the mix now. Sure. And they've just made this quick decision. Okay, put them in the back row. Right. Let them sit there. People are yelling stuff out anyway. They'll be drowned out by the crowd. Nobody will ever know. You know? And so they did. They put us in the very back row and... You know, within minutes, you know, the lights go down, the music comes up, and it was Disco Inferno by the Trance. All these disco lights going, ladies and gentlemen, please yeah. welcome the announcer, the price is right, Johnny Olson. And oh, the, 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 the master yeah. 
comes bouncing out all and welcome to the prize ride everybody you know God, people are fever, fever he's dancing you know he's an old guy kind of rotund but it's funny you know and he's dancing and all right all right all right so there's a couple do's and don'ts i got to give you before the show you know if you're wearing a sweater make sure your tag is on the outside of the sweater so mr barker can read your name you know uh, don't attack bob when you get up on stage you know he gives all these little sure. things and he gets done and he says uh, are there any questions out there in the audience <laughs> No. Yes. No, you didn't yes. say oh, no. Yes, I did. I said, Johnny, Johnny, I got a question for you. And he was like, yeah, you, back row. I stood up. I said, how do I get your job? And the crowd bust up laughing. I was young. I was 18. Oh, my gosh. He bust, everybody bust up laughing. He's like, oh, oh, you think you can do my job, kid? Well, come on up here. Come, come on up here. And so Kathy Greco and Roger now are like, now you're on stage. I come running on down. This is before the show, right? Oh, no. so, so I come running on down, and the crowd's like, yeah, yeah, Johnny, give the kid a shot. And, and Johnny hands me the microphone. He says, use my name. Call me down to contestants row. Let's hear what you got. So I took the mic. I said, Johnny Olson, come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. And the crowd went berserk. And that electricity, Dave, that, that, that reaction, I mean, I knew I wanted to work there my yeah, whole life yeah. up to then. That was it. I, I was hooked. I, it was, oh, my God, I got to do this forever. I got to do this for the rest of my life. So after you served 10 years in prison for breaking into the Price is Right. <laughs> this is in books. This story is in books. Is it? Yeah, yeah. You can, you can Google it. It's, it's out there in a couple of different books about so, so you did stage. this. Your, your father broke you into. You know, I, I, he was a nice man, but also yeah. he had a yeah. had a mind yeah. of a felon. Yes. Um, and but yes. then, but then you got in there. But then you ended up years later. So you're you're in Palm Springs. I'm in Palm Springs. You end up um, you know reaching out to them. They invite you down, and then you're 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 there in. The Price is Right. I'm there at The Price is right, right, and I get to do these auditions with Bob Barker. This is this picture that you're seeing now is uh, me during a rehearsal of one of the sh of one of my audition shows. I mean, you can see by the the glee in my face how happy I am to my be goodness. there. Yeah. And um, so I end up doing these these six shows with Mr. Barker. Right. And let me tell you something, Dave. <clears throat> this is the weirdest thing. Like the first day of taping. Uh, after the second show, and if there's any pickups, if I've made any flubs in mm -hmm. the copy, right. um, as they're exiting the audience out, yeah. lights are going down right, already, right. stagehands are already ripping apart the, the stage, mm -hmm. you know, right. and uh, a little pen light thing over my podium, and it's, it's lit on the copy, right. and, and now it's literally the associate director upstairs in the booth and a guy down in what they called uh, Jurassic Park in the basement. Uh -huh running tape. Hmm, sure. And so there's really only two people in me involved now. Everybody else is split. It's that quick. I mean, it really, it's a mass exodus the second the show's over. And so um, I had a couple pickups to do, and I finished them, and I didn't realize that the audience was already gone. I didn't realize that the stage was dark and that everybody, I was just, you know, trying to concentrate on this. And so the, the associate director says, okay, you know, that's it. You're, you're clear, Rich. And my little pen light went off. The mic was off. I took off the headphones, I hung them up, and then I realized, oh my God, I'm in this studio all by myself. It's wow. pitch dark, wow. except for the elephant door open and some light coming through. And I thought, well, do I go to the trailer and, and check out? Do I say <laughs> goodbye? What? You know what I mean? Nobody sure. said a word. Yeah, right. Not a Everybody word. Everybody else knew what they were doing, except you were new. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knew what they were doing but me. No. And so I'm walking out to my car, and uh, I called my wife. I said, well, it, first day's over. She goes, how did it go? 
I said, I have no idea. I can't tell you. Nobody spoke nobody, to you afterwards. Nobody said a word to me. Not, not, hey, good job. Not, hey, do this next time. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they give you no feedback. None. <laughs> and here I got to come back tomorrow and do two shows. And then Wednesday, two more shows. Right. And it was kind of a repeat every day. And so the second day when it all happened again and nobody said a word, I thought, you know what? It, it just dawned on me. I said, well, you know what? This is Hollywood. And everybody that's working, at least at this yeah. show, and I found out in later years at most shows, nobody gives you accolades, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody says, a boy." Hmm. I mean, it's, you're good or you wouldn't be there kind of thing. And nobody strokes your ego. Nobody says anything. There's no criticism whatsoever. Until the day they fire you, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you sure. realize, well, I guess, I, guess I didn't measure up. Something, <laughs> <laughs> something didn't go right. So um, it was just a matter of, of, of coming back and doing shows. And, and then I got done with the third day, and, and I'm literally driving back to Palm Springs. I stayed in a hotel there, by the way. I did. Best Western on Highland mm -hmm. Avenue. If you look it up, if you Google the Best Western on Highland Avenue, just north of Hollywood Boulevard, you're going to say, Wow, that's where he stayed. They, they spared no expense. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> at the time it was probably, you know. I mean, that yeah. wasn't even in the mix. Roger just said, you, you know, uh, get a place and stay overnight. You're, oh, you're going to need, you know, Monday, Tuesday yeah. night at least. Wednesday you can probably go back to Palm Springs. Did they pay for it? I can't remember yeah. if they did or not, frankly. I, I don't I, think they did. Yeah, you wouldn't have cared anyway. I did, right. Stayed anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, so here it is Wednesday. I've done six shows and... Um, I'm walking out again. I'm, I'm actually driving home, and I called my wife. I said, well, I'm on my way back to Palm Springs. And she said, anything? Did anybody? I said, nothing. Wow. She goes, what do you make of that? I said, I, I must have sucked. Yeah. Honestly. Right. They figured, well, let's just get these six shows out of the way right. and, and be done with them. You know what I mean? Right. So I go back to Palm Springs, you know, and I go back to CBS2, you know, from the paid three days. Had you told your... No. Station yet? No. Oh no, I didn't. Because wow. I didn't know how far it was going to go. Right. Yeah. And um, I knew these shows were going to air, but I knew they wouldn't air for months. Right. And I, I knew I had time to let them know about this audition, and oh gosh, it didn't happen. Right. Or whatever. And so I go back to P Palm Springs and CBS2, and I'm back on the air doing weather every night and everything. And <clears throat> like a week goes by, at least. And um, Roger calls back. And he says, hey, Rich. I said, hi, Roger. He said, well, I just wanted to let you know we thought you were fantastic. I said, really? I said, because, and I told him, I said, because yeah. nobody said a, a thing to me. <laughs> Nothing. I mean, yeah. you, Kathy, nobody. <laughs> nobody on the crew. I mean, well, I'm sorry about that. And I, uh, he goes, um, would you um, like to come back and do another week's worth with Bob? And I said, yes, of course I would. Okay, and he scheduled the, the days, and I said, all right, I'll be there. And now, geez, I can't take time two off weeks again. Off, two weeks right, off, right. I can't go back and say, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, I'm back for, you know, six, eight, ten days of work. I, I need more time off. Right. I thought, i got to tell him now. And um, so I did. I went to the news director, Aaron Gahuli. Aaron, love you to death. Bill Evans was the GM. Bill, thank you so much. I mean, they worked deals to get me out in the end, yeah. and we'll talk about that in another episode. But... I said, hey, um, there's something you guys, uh, I need to tell you. And um, I've been auditioning to be the new announcer on The Price is Right. And one looked at the other, and, and Bill Evans, the GM, was like, wow, that's fantastic. Oh. How can we parlay this into some kind of promotion? That quick. Wow. And I, 
I said, gee, I don't, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to talk to somebody at Fremantle Media, yeah. you know, Roger yeah. Dobkowitz, the pr producer of the show. I said, I don't know. He was like, well, I mean, can we get, can we get Bob Barker to maybe cut a promo for us that says you're, you're filling an announcer guy or something? I said, I have no idea. He goes, well, can you call him? I was like, I was like, right now? Yeah. So, you know, so I get out. You know, did you have Bob Barker's number at that point? Not Bob's, but I had Roger's. Yeah, right, right. And you know, there's no, there's no phone with your contacts. Oh, right. It's literally the black book, you sure, know, we sure. used to have. And and so I pulled it out and um, I dial Roger's number, uh, Fremantle Media's number at the Price Is Right. And I said, Hey, Roger Dabkowitz, please hang on. It's like, Hi, it's Roger. You know, one ring yeah. ding. Hi, it's Roger. <laughs> yeah. I said, Roger Richfield. Said, yeah, Rich. Hi. I said, May I put you on speakerphone? I'm in the office with my news director and the, and the GM, and and they have some questions for you. Well, sure. So I put him on speakerphone. I introduced everybody. Yeah. And I said, and, and Bill, go ahead. You had a question for Roger. Yeah, how can we parlay this and get some mileage out of this? You know, we're a CBS station. You guys are yeah. on CBS. You know, can we get uh, can we get Bob Barker to cut us a promo that we'll air on our air out here in the desert? You know, watch these shows. Rich said he cut six shows. Yeah. Watch these. Well, I think yes. Let me check with Mr. Barker, but I think that's doable. Wow. You know, shocking. Unbelievable. Shocking. Yeah. And um, a couple days later, uh, they called me back up to the GM's office and they said, watch this. And it was Bob Barker on the set of The Price is Right. And I, I, I'll have to dig it up. I, I do have a copy of wow. it. And, you know, hi, everybody, Bob Barker at The Price is Right. Make sure you're watching, you know, uh, all of this week for CBS2 Chief Meteorologist Rich Fields as the, new, as, as the interim announcer. Wow. He cut it. And so they play this thing. And, oh, I'm sure. And I've already told them I've got to go back and do another week, and they were like, so cool with that. Wow. So they call Roger about the second week, and they say, look, um, instead of Rich taking time off and coming to do these shows, we'd like him to do his weather casts from CBS Television City and send them back to us in the desert. Is that possible? And Roger was like, well, yeah. There's, there's satellite trucks parked all over the parking lot. I wow. think we can get one of these. And they did. So here I went and did my whole second week's worth of auditions live from Television City. My gosh. And Dave, I barely did weather. Yeah. I, I maybe the in a three four minute hit, maybe the last thirty seconds was actual, you sure. know, like the seven day forecast right. or something. But the entire other three minutes, and I made sure I had different things lined up. I was literally taking them behind the scenes of Television City. Wow! Uh, first, the Price is Right for you know. Oh my gosh! The couple of a couple of hits that night, and and then the next day I took them over to Bold and Beautiful, and you know they're hot sets. You know there's nobody on the set anymore, but it's all taped off, hot set and everything, and and that means don't move anything on this desk, you know, or or in this particular set because Monday morning we're going to come back and that that business card needs to be exactly right there where she right. laid it, you know what I mean? So so I was doing crazy stuff. I would take out my CBS2 business card and I'd put it over that one, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'd be like, okay, now watch, you know, Young and the Restless next week. <laughs> You'll see my business card sitting in this little thing. So I was just doing crazy stuff. There's a vault below CBS okay. where all the prizes, all the expenses stuff and oh, money no is kept. People don't know this. But I, but I got, the price is right. Yeah, but right. I got permission to go down there. I was like the first one ever to take a camera wow. down there. 
Um, they must have loved it back at the station. They, they, they loved it, and the San Diego Emmy uh, people loved it so much. Uh, you an Emmy? We got, <laughs> got an Emmy for it. You must. I mean, you're the luckiest man on earth. You're. You must have been floating during this time. I was. I was ecstatic. I was out of my mind with glee. And here I am, my second week of audition. It, it feels pretty good. Like, and by the way, the week that I wasn't doing it, mm -hmm. another guy was in there. Oh. And so the week after my second week, another guy was in there. So I knew there were other people in the mix. Yeah. But I felt really good about it. That's cool that your dad was able to let the air out of the tires. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this picture here is actually me after my last audition day. So uh -huh. um, they were having a party because it happened to be the 6,000th six show oh, wow. on The Price is Right. Uh -huh. And we can Google it and find out how many shows The Price is Right has done, but uh, that was literally my second week of auditions right there. Hmm. And uh, you know, in, this is in Bob Barker's dressing room, by the way, in one corner wow. of, a, of a very large dressing room. What was that like, uh, the dressing room? Crazy, uh, beautiful. Yeah. He had pictures of animals all over the oh, uh, sure. animal beautiful, yeah, yeah, beautiful framed photographs of leopards and all kinds of stuff oh, around. Cool. And cool. he had a really nice, really nice dressing room. My dressing room was right across the hall from his, so mm -hmm. it was, it was cool. Once I got the job, you know, it'd be like, hey, Mr. Barker, yeah, Rich, come on in, or or even him sometimes. And uh, you know, he'd knock on my door, Rich, and I'd be like, yeah, come on in, you know. And he'd a dinky, tiny. I had a tiny. I mean. You see where we're sitting in this, in this, you know, come on down podcast studio sure. of ours. Yeah. <laughs> it was small. There, there was just room enough for like a love seat of a couch, and there was a bathroom for makeup and, and whatever, okay. and, and a small closet. And so for Bob to come in my dressing room and sit down, that was like, you know, he was slumming it. Yeah. You know? I bet. Yeah. So uh, it was just a, it was a, it was a whirlwind. And I told you about the, that that. Best Western Hotel yes. on yeah. Highland. Yeah. Um, once I do get the job, and I've skipped over a lot, once I do get the job, I, I'm back at that Best Western, by the way, only because of the proximity that it was to CBS. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a photograph of me actually signing my oh, contract. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, for the price is right. Try to blow it up. See what you see. What numbers you can find. Yeah. <laughs> did you blur them all out? No, it's, it's. I did try to blow it up to see if there's anything any, anybody could read. And by the yeah. way, you see the CD next to me. I do. That is the abs exact CD that I sent Roger and Bob when wow. they said, "Take the script and go cut the script." And so you know, I I had seen it on Roger's desk, and I said, "Roger, do you need that anymore?" And he was like, "No." I said, "Do you mind if I have that? Because I have it at home, just as a. I don't know why, just as a." That's so cool. Do you, do you have any of those early shows yourself? Did you get copies? Of I have uh, no. You know, Rod Roddy. Uh, when I when I got the job officially, I met uh, a, a young guy uh, named Lawrence Siegel. He used to work at the Price Right. He was a cue card guy, and mm -hmm. he was a really good friend of Rod's. And uh, Rod had nobody, mm -hmm. and Rod left everything to Lawrence. And um, Lawrence knew my affinity for not only Johnny, but Rod as well. I mean, I had a real respect for both these guys. I'd mention him in all my warm-ups, you know, the entire seven seasons that I did. I, I mentioned him every day, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm getting a little choky, sure. just, just thinking about it. Sure. Um, don't make me cry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are, That's Robert That's the goal Walters? of all good interviewers. <laughs> 
I told people, I, I said, I've got this seasoned investigative reporter yeah. going to be the host of this show. I'm kind of worried, you know, that you'd trap me into a corner or something oh, sure. I couldn't answer. But You're going to be in tears that's by gonna the end of this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and in jail as well. And in jail. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, CBS has since told me, uh, don't tell that story. Oh, really? Yeah. But I, I still... <laughs> Once what, again, he doesn't. Gonna, he follows no rules, folks. <laughs> what are they going to do? Fire me now? <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I forget what I was going to say. But it was just an absolute, absolute whirlwind. Mm. I, I have a bunch of pictures mm -hmm. now. I told you I got an Emmy uh, right. for doing those backstage yes. things. This yeah. is me actually okay. in Channel my CBS two. suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just all over the Price is Right. Those first couple of days, and just showing everybody the empty studio and what it's like to be there. So cool. Yeah, it, I'd take them behind the big wheel and show yeah. them exactly what's behind the big yeah. wheel. Nothing. There's nothing. Sure. It's it's plywood. Sure. You know, not even painted. People's names. Everybody autographs the back of it. Models. Oh, no, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, you didn't you didn't lift up the uh, you know the prizes like you did no. with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn my lesson on that, that's for sure, but uh, it, it just was, it was a crazy time, and I'll, I'll never forget it. It was really kind of cool, but um, there's, there's so much in between, and I'm sure yeah. in, 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 in podcasts to come, you'll, you'll dig out little nuggets of mm -hmm. stuff that I'd, I've completely forgot about with regard to this, but... Wow, this is so cool, and your parents, did, did they, when you were going along this path... Were they supportive of oh, this? God, and, yes. and then, well, obviously, your oh, dad yeah. broke into the studios. But, um, <laughs> but, but when you got the gig, what uh, were they around? Oh, to? oh yeah, 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 yeah. My dad didn't pass away till '09, yeah. and I started Prices Right in '04, so he got to enjoy some of it. I took them both to the show oh, to meet awesome. Mr. Barker. That's and, so cool. And whenever you're a guest, uh, let me let me see if I can find a photograph. Mm. Um, Let's just do this one here. This front, there's contestants, right? You see those yes. green seats? Uh -huh. So right behind those, whenever you watch The Price is right, right, the three or four chairs right behind contestants' row are always guests of the production company. Oh, okay. So I had mom and dad sitting there, and, you know, they pan the audience, you know, as I say, from CBS, television sitting in Hollywood, you know. They're, they're panning, and, and they always slow down when they get to the guests. Uh -huh. if, if you watch a show, well, everything's changed now because of COVID, but... They, you know, there's mom and dad beaming Aww, and stuff. So, that's yeah. fantastic. How exciting for you. Yeah, it was. It was uh, just the entire time was crazy Hollywood whirlwind stuff. Yeah. Well, what's neat about this is, you know, it's not just, um, it's not just about the game show. It's about your sort of your journey and your dream and fulfilling your dream. And we all have dreams that we want to, you know, we want to accomplish in our lives. Yeah, tunnel and, vision. And, and you, and you, you accomplished it, which is just amazing. Tunnel vision. That yeah. Everything I did, it, 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 maybe maybe I didn't get into a market I thought was going to get me to L.A., but it was something interim, and, and you know what? As soon as I got there, I was going to make the, I was looking to make the next move. You yeah. know what I mean? How am I going to do How am I going to get there? How am I going to do it? What, what's going to be the vehicle to get me noticed? Yeah. And uh, it was just tunnel vision the whole time. Gosh, this is so cool. This is fun. But we will talk of more because... The tally light's saying we gotta go. Okay, we, we gotta go. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next time? Any idea? What like top of your head just after talking today? Oh my goodness! I mean, I want to know. I want to know about Bob Barker. I want to know about the contestants. I want to know what what they were like. The crazy moments of that. Yeah. What do you think the next episode should be? Oh golly! I mean, you know, you say what was Bob Barker like, and it just takes me to like Christine and I sitting at a at a restaurant in Hollywood with him. You know, a, a number of times. I mean, just to be out in personal time mm -hmm. with him or at his house sitting in his kitchen you know all his furniture was like from 1979 mm. never changed any of it Dorothy Joe's wife passed away in 84 and Bob didn't change a thing wow not one thing for Micah you know tops on stuff and the, 
and the and the yellow, uh, not even not even leather, but like plastic, yeah. you know, kitchen chairs, and it, it's like a time warp going into this house. It's just there's so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Really, uh, I was I knew I was blessed, and I tried to enjoy every second of it. Well, you're a lucky man. I mean, you really are. I, I know I it's was. hard work, dedication, determination. You know yeah. what? You sh maybe maybe on the next episode, we can talk about anything we want, but maybe on the next episode, ask me about getting the call, about getting the job, okay. of them saying it's you. Okay. Because it's pretty crazy. That's what we call tease. So yeah. until next time. Yep. Another episode of... Dave Wagner. Come yeah. on down. <laughs> yeah. With Rich Fields. <laughs> All right. And we'll see you on TV. Thanks for tuning in to Come On Down with Rich Fields. See more photos and videos mentioned on this episode. Plus, interact with Rich on Facebook at facebook.com slash comeondownpodcast or on Twitter at comeondownpod. Have a question for Rich? Use Facebook Messenger to connect on our Come On Down Podcast Facebook page. And remember, new episodes are live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern.